Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I'm so excited about our next guest. Listen to this resume. Odyssey MLB Insider that, of course, you can listen to on the free Odyssey app. Co-host of Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan in San Diego, which our friend Adam Klug is the program director of. Padres analyst, former major leaguer, and our buddy Tony Gwynn Jr. joins me right now on the show. Tony, what's up, buddy? How you doing, Bill? Always, always nice to join you. Let me ask you this. Let's let's skip to the important stuff. I'm getting really tired of Adam Klug, your boss, my buddy, my former producer, just embarrassing all of us in fantasy baseball. Brought him into the league. He's won two years in a row. He talks nonstop smack. Is there anything you can do to maybe just feed him some really bad fantasy info so we can get this uh, this train off the tracks? That is that is actually surprising to hear that he is good at fantasy uh, baseball. I would have <laughs> never have guessed that in a million years. Um, but I'll see what I can do about feeding him some bad info. He, he's pretty gullible, so he'll probably take what I give him. Please do. I'm just he all he. I, I think he spends 21 hours. I don't even know how he programs the, anything or, or, or raises his children or drives to work. <laughs> It's just a constant stream of, of fantasy info from the guy after he's executed whatever his plan is. Well, it's a good thing he's good that Adam is good in fantasy baseball because he is not very good in fantasy football. He, he has quit a few leagues uh, back here in San Diego. So, you know, you can always hold that over his head to kind of bring him back down to earth a little bit. All right, good. Yeah, I'm also getting tired of him telling me how he's good at fantasy, but really the entire league as a bunch of terrible owners. That's what he says to me. <laughs> I'm over it. Talking to Tony yeah, Gwynn. That's that, that probably why he's having success. <laughs> it might be. Tony Gwynn Jr. here on, uh, here on the show. Uh, I, so, Tony, obviously I'm sure you guys have discussed a lot the Juan Soto sweepstakes, and he is in Vegas, the betting odds that if he's traded by the deadline, it will be to the Padres. I, it will be a massive hole. I mean, if, if, if Soto goes, obviously it's going to be for a, a, a lot. To what degree do you think San Diego, with this particular player, should try to go all in or, or not and and make a, a run at this guy? There, there's, you know, I'm, I'm torn on this. I think there's a piece of me that believes the window is, is now and, and that um, if the window is now, you do whatever you have to do to bring a guy, a generational talent, um, into your organization. Um but there's another part of me that wants to know how sustainable it is to have, you know, this many high 
uh, year-to-year contracts um, on on your payroll. And so um, I tend to lean towards go get them. You just can't find players like this very often. And so if you have an opportunity, you go get them and you let the chips fall or they may be. Talking to Tony Gwynn Jr. here on uh... – here on the show, it's obviously a brutal division for anybody that's in the NL West. I mean, the Dodgers have won, yeah. and you'll know, Tony, better than I do, eight, eight of the last nine or seven of the last eight, whatever it was in, until last year. They have, what, a 10.5, 11-game lead right now on the Padres. Now, the Padres are, are 55-44. and 44. They're, they're in that wild card mix, obviously. To what degree, if you're in San Diego, or any market in America where you've got a Yankees you're looking up at or any dominant team you're looking up at, should you calibrate your plan according to who the dominant player is in your division or just do it in a vacuum and not worry about who you have to compete against week in, week out, year in, year out, really? Yeah, no, I think you you worry about yours because I think we all know once you get into the dance, anything can happen in in one of those series. And so you can't afford – to, if, the Padres, if you're the Padres, you can't afford to worry about what the Dodgers are doing and allow that to dictate how you move in this division um, because they've been doing it like this for, for quite some time. So you can't anticipate that changing. So you have to, you have to go as, as you feel your organization can go. And I think the Padres have done a good job of that. I think early on when it was clear they weren't close, they, they focused on the things they needed to focus on. As they felt like this, the window started to open up, they made the moves necessary for their organization to compete. And ultimately, that's what it's about, especially with these extra wild card spots, man. It's, you can get into that dance. Uh, you, you're going to give yourself an opportunity, and that's all, ultimately all you want. Tony Gwynn Jr. here on the show. Tony, obviously you have to build a complete baseball team, and you want to have depth everywhere. But if you had to choose between a generational pitcher, if you're the GM, and a generational position player, for you, what has more value in, in modern baseball? Probably a generational pitcher. Um, they, it, the game is designed for the pitcher to dictate the action, no matter how good the opposing hitter is. Um, ultimately, it's at the discretion of the pitcher. And if you can find a generational pitcher, uh, I think that puts you ahead of the curve versus a, a positional player. Because ultimately, you still need the other you know, eight guys in that lineup to, to produce a run. A pitcher can, uh, unlike really any other position, can shut a game down if he has that kind of stuff. And uh, if you're going to build a team, and I know there's a lot of injuries that come with pitchers at the same time, but I think it's worth the risk if you're building a ball club. Tony, obviously Juan Soto is is the big name. Who else are you keeping an eye on that you think is an impact baseball player who stands a reasonable chance of, of being traded by the deadline? I, I mean, when we're talking like impactful players, I think you got to mention Wilson Contreras uh, for the Cubs. Um, he certainly has been consistently doing it for uh, a, a long time. And we, I've seen him twice this year against the Padres, and he was almost uh, – you almost couldn't get the guy out in, in, in any of the games. And the Padres have one of the best pitching staff uh, in, in baseball. Um, I think another name quietly uh, is Whit Merrifield. I think he could have the type if, – if put on the right team, he can have the type of impact that you want uh, for for a playoff team, 
Um, I think the position players, there are, there are some guys who can, who can have an impact on playoff teams. I think the pitching is a little bit light um, um, after you get past Luis Castillo, really. Yeah, Tony, it's interesting. You, you bring up Contreras. I'm, I'm a Cubs fan, and I'm not complaining because I'm, I'm from that, that culture of baseball fandom where getting one World Series, even six years ago, if that's what it is now, is a lifetime achievement. But it's, it, it's been interesting to watch the Cubs rebuild, and I think about Baltimore sometimes in that context, and obviously that turnaround seems to have happened much more quickly. And I was in Kansas City writing a lot about baseball when the Royals under Dayton Moore went through a really long rebuild. It, in, a, in a market that's smaller, and obviously the Dodgers and the Yankees can have great farm systems if they're smart enough to do it and then can supplement with money, and that's, a, that's very nice if you have the option. But if you're in a smaller market or a place where you just have to rebuild, is a teardown, if you have the right GM, the right approach, even if it takes three or four or five years? Is that the way to go? Only if you have the type of staff in place that can develop ballplayers. Because, I mean, that is, that is the thing that separates the Dodgers, uh, in my opinion, from a lot of teams. You can throw the Braves in there, too. Um, you, can, you can have as much money as you want, and that will always give you a shot. But unless you are drafting and developing, um, it, it really is a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a merry-go-round. I mean, you can tear down as much as you want, but if you don't have a staff that can, that can – that can bring guys along, not only that, but have a staff that can draft well, uh, you're just going to be in the same cycle over and over again. So um, that's the thing I, I think that teams have to kind of get their arms wrapped around and, and trying to find the right type of people that are passionate about teaching the game and teaching it the right way. That is why you see a lot of these, the Dodgers in particular, they come to mind because every year they trade their best, their better prospects, it seems like, but every year they're right back being able to do it, and it's because they develop so well. Tony Gwynn Jr. here on here on the program, Odyssey MLB Insider, co-host of Gwynn and Chris on 97.3, the fan in San Diego, Padres analyst, obviously longtime former Major League Baseball player. Tony, San Diego, so I live in L.A., so I, I go to San Diego a lot. You, you know, it is a beautiful city. It is heaven. It is paradise. It, it may not be the right comparison for Oakland or, or Kansas City where I've lived and loved. But it's not a, an overwhelmingly large market, right? It's not the Yankees market. It's not the Dodgers market. It's not, it's not Chicago. And yet it is a competitive baseball team. It may not be right now on the same level as the Dodgers in terms of the standings, but baseball in that city matters to that fan base. Are, are there any lessons smaller markets can take from San Diego or other successful smaller markets of how to build a winner in, in, Major League, in modern Major League Baseball where you can at least feel like your baseball matters year in, year out? I mean, it, ultimately, you know, Bill, it, it boils down to ownership. And that is the, the, the one glaring difference here in San Diego than it's been, uh, you know, before now. Um, the ownership that came in made the commitment to the city that they were going to have a window where they were drafting and developing, and that would then lead to a window where they would spend money to uh, bring in the type of free agents and ball players that can help you get over the line. And that's really how this thing changed. You can have uh, take the notes as much as you want in terms of the infrastructure, but if ownership at the end of the day isn't willing to do what you have to do in order to, to have a, a competitive team on a consistent basis, 
it, it, it's really an uphill battle. Tony, as you know, I live in Los Angeles, but but CBS Sports Radio is based in New York City. Almost all the guys and, and, and folks who work on the show are from New York City and certainly live there now, and I spent two years there. So I am inundated on a regular basis with Yankees talk and Mets talk. And a lot of the guys who work on this show happen to be Mets fans, and I can just sense a little swagger now, right? I, I see them on Skype. I go to New York. There's a little bit of a little pep in their step. For those Mets fans that have been yearning and dreaming to be better, to be the last team standing compared to the Yankees when it's all said and done, is that a viable goal this year? Do you think the Mets can be as competitive or more competitive come postseason baseball as that Yankees team that I can tell you from dealing with all these New Yorkers tends to dominate them year after year? <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, in some ways it's like it's like in San Diego, right? Uh, you got the, you got big brother, little brother. I will say this. It's funny you mentioned the pep in their step. We just left New York, and the Padres won the first game of that series. And, you know, usually after a loss, you know, Mets fans are, are quite quite bitter about it. But, I mean, there was so much, like, joy just in the fact that I think that this team is actually playing the type of baseball that Mets fans um, have been yearning for. And, yes, I think it is viable. I think this that team is a very good – talking to a couple of the Padres, talking to Jake Cronenworth about it yesterday. It's a very good Mets team. Um, and they don't even have the Grom back yet. They have everything you want um, in terms of being able to make a deep run and possibly get to a World Series. Um, they 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 have a good bullpen that's pitching well. Uh, you got your 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 main guys in the ma- uh, middle line, specifically Pete Alonso. He was impressive watching because you think of him as a slugger, but and, and he is. Don't get me wrong. But he, he showed a, 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 a hitting prowess that I hadn't seen from him in years past. So you got a good thing going uh, if you're a Mets fan right now. And you're after last night's victory where they jumped on Big Brother, uh, I'm, I'm sure the pep is even a little stronger today. And, Tony, to, to your point, I mean, an ownership change happened there. And you don't know what an ownership change is going to mean for better or worse until you get some years. But it, it sure seems like, Mets' new ownership coinciding with, with the Mets being pretty well run right now? No, listen, that's, when you go through all of the teams, not just the Mets, but the teams that um, have good ownership at the top, it's a trickle-down effect from there. Um, and, and that's a big part of a team's success. I know a lot of times we look on the field, but a lot of times when there's dysfunction on the field, you can look up at the top. And you'll see some dysfunction some point uh, up that way. So uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that, that coincidence that Mets have got new ownership, a committed ownership that is um, willing to basically spend whatever he has to in order for this team to win. And um, that's a good place to be if you're a Mets fan, for sure. All right, last one for you. The, the Mariners won a bunch of games, 14 straight, uh, before the break, if I remember right, lost a few, have won two in a row. How would you classify the, the Mariners? What what are they as a baseball team? Do you think, in terms of competitiveness going forward? I, I think I think they're a team that. I mean, obviously the Astros are still the cream of crop in, in the AL West, but that's a team to be to be dealt with. We saw them twice. They came to San Diego, put it on us for two games. Um, they got good starting pitching. Um, they're hitting. Is going to get better, I think, as this season goes along, as we started to see it get better. Um, and so how deep can they run? Are they better than the Yankees or Astros? I don't think they've proven that yet. But certainly, again, if you can get into the dance, 
anything can happen, and, and they certainly can make some noise. All right, Tony. Speak, speaking of make some noise, tell tell Adam Klug to simmer down with all that all that arrogance. And as always, my friend, thank you for the insight and the talk. I, I love having you on. Appreciate you. Always enjoy being on with you, Bill. Thank you. Thank you, Tony Quinn Jr. on the show. Diesel knows I'm not kidding. Our buddy Adam, very very confident. What is that exuberant confidence we discussed earlier about his fantasy baseball team? Diesel, I don't mind the I keep winning. But it's the earnest, everybody in the league sucks. I'm like, well, actually, this guy's pretty good. This guy's pretty good. No, I, he's not very good. Well, now we can give it back to him a little bit. Tony said he's terrible at fantasy football to the point where he quit leagues. Yeah, oh, that's coming up the next time we talk on the phone. Yeah, now we got to, you know, you can give it back to him a bit. Hasn't been sharing that with me. Didn't give me that little nugget, Left did Left out those details. Oh, I'm really excited. You've written a Barcelona f- soccer question. I have. I'm excited. I think that- it's right. I think it's right, too. I think it's going to be magic. That and several other topics, headlines from sports, a take on each one, next here on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you're listening to the writer than you podcast you know what time it is diesel it's time to say good night to that check engine light with the free AutoZone fix finder service it'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free restrictions apply get in the zone AutoZone. You can't see me because this is a radio show every, wherever you're listening. 
but I'm doing the Steph Curry sleep thing, which Mr. Dembele did a couple times night, yesterday. Night-night. Night-night. It's obnoxious but funny. I like it. I like it. I'm pretty excited to hear your Barcelona question. Soccer! Does, does Bogish know about this? Bogish, I, I, in, because last time I wrote the soccer question, today I just said to D-Cell, hey, man, Barcelona played Juventus last night. Can you, can you put together a question? And he did it without any help. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Bogus doesn't know about this because I tend to not tell him things that I don't want him to know about, which is mostly everything involving my life. Mm. Did, did you get help or just do it on your own? Oh, no, I did this on my own. So as I'm reading this, you may hear some no. uncertainty in my voice that I'm not saying factual information. I've um, also got, I've got one for Bogus, so I'm ready. I'm very excited as we, the three of us, as we venture together into a journey we like to call buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, we have a bunch of NFL items to get to today, so let's jump right in. As only Aaron Rodgers can, he showed up to Packers training camp this week looking very similar to Nicolas Cage's character Cameron Poe from the 1997 movie Con Air, which, by the way, I have seen. Mm. He had it all. The long, flowy hair, the white tank top, and the jeans to match. Buy or sell Aaron Rodgers loves drawing attention to himself. Did you say roaring attention? Uh, Drawing or roaring. (laughs) Wait, what? What's the word? Uh, Drawing? Is that not the word? Wait, wait, hold on. I, I, I... I think my headphones clicked. Just one more time. Drawing. Okay. Um, I will. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I will, I will buy that he likes. <laughs> I can't say half the words in the English language. It's fine. Your accent's crazy on that word. Maybe it's not an accent. Maybe I just can't properly say that word. How do you say it, Bogish? Drawing. Yeah. Drawing. Drawing. No, don't do it your way. Drawing. <laughs> All right, now I hear the difference. Can we ask your mom if there's still time to change <laughs> yes, careers? Yes, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> go no, ahead. no, no. I just, I mean, how do you say how do you say the NCAA tournament? Tournament. Bogus. Tournament. Oh no, say tournament. I love when you do the updates. Like yesterday in the tournament, three guys had uh, hot dogs. What see? update is that? <laughs> it happened a while ago. It happened a while ago. Oh, all right. Now that we're piling on D-Cell, can I just get Note my D-Cell question self, out of the way? never use the word drawing again. <laughs> no, I like drawing. Don't change it. Don't change it. I mispronounce stuff all the time. All the time. Um, okay, uh, Andre, you ready for this? You ready for this question? Yeah. In the break, I was talking to Tom about what he spends his time on, and he pointed out that like he spends a lot of time. He spends a lot of time commuting. Right, because he lives yeah. in, in Jersey. We've all been through that. And I said, because he doesn't want to live in, Man- in Manhattan, I think Manhattan's great. I said, hey, do you know what would, at least at a minimum, cure your, your commuting problem? And he goes, not living in Manhattan, that wouldn't. And I go, well, I know you want to live in Manhattan, but it, you would, you'd have a smaller commute. And he goes, no, I wouldn't. And I go, Tom, you, you would have a smaller commute, right, Tom? If you live, and he goes, no, be, being in Manhattan would not... We had a whole argument about whether or not his commute would be less in Manhattan. Buy or sell, 
that's just D-Cell being stubborn, or he doesn't understand. That's not a buy or sell. Buy or sell, D-Cell is just being stubborn. Buy. It's buy. not a geography issue. D-Cell, of course your commute would be shorter if you lived in Manhattan. Yeah, I can't argue with you on that one, but it brings up a whole different set of problems, so I'd be trading in the commuting problem for yeah. a different problem. But yes, I yeah. was just arguing with you for the sake of argument. And I thought you were serious. Well, and partially in his defense, there still are some issues in the effectiveness of NYC Transit, so just by living in Manhattan doesn't mean he'd have a short commute to here, but it would still be better than Jersey. But some places wouldn't be that much better than Jersey in terms of time elapsed. Um, last one. Diesel, uh, as you can see, there's a bunch of books behind me. There's some Stephen King books behind me. It made me think of this. Buy or sell, you've ever read the drawing of the three? Sell. I was actually going to find a way to try and use that word in the next question, but I, I can't. I can't. I had no idea about, you know, I, that I said that. I thought that's how everyone said it. I thought you were kidding. No, drawing. Apparently that's not no, it a is, real word. It is a real word. It's just your accent. I like it. I say cat, and Lori says cat, you know? Drawing. I can't even no, no. say it now. Drawing. You. Drawing. I am me with all my faults. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Bogus <laughs> won't even make eye contact. Because there's so many of them that you guys love to point out. <laughs> oh, that one, that one caught me by surprise. It's the only thing. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to another favorite topic on this show, Trey Lance. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's officially official. The worst kept secret in the NFL, Trey Lance is QB1 in San Francisco as Kyle Shanahan laid out yesterday. Jimmy understands where we're at. We understand where we're at. Like, I can't tell you how appreciative I have been of Jimmy and him being here and so appreciative of what he did for us last year. I think Jimmy and we knew what move we made the year before on that. Um, Jimmy did a hell of a job coming to camp and winning that job and taking us real close to the Super Bowl. Um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way. Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen. Uh, and it did. He needed to do it. So there's no ill will there at all. Um, but it's good to see that he is healthy. Um, but now it's all just seeing how this will end up. Buy or sell the 49ers have handled their QB situation properly. I'll, I'll do buy. I, I, it's a great question. And as buy. I listen to that clip again. I think it's professional, Bogus. Like I think it's it's always hard for people to be replaced and quarterbacks to lose their their job. And obviously, Garoppolo had a lot of success last year, a couple times, a couple seasons. I will buy it as well. And in fact, I'll buy it to the extent that, and I think I've said this to you before, I I don't think that they have to trade Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of avoiding any kind of awkwardness or drama once the season starts. I thought the Browns had to get rid of Baker Mayfield. I don't feel that same way about Jimmy G and the Niners, partly because of the way they've handled things this offseason as a team. I, I, I Interesting. I, I, let me ask you this. I think we, we, we disagree on Baker, but I, I'm with you on, on Jimmy G. We're approaching a point. It's unlikely. But it's in the realm of all the things that can happen, right? I'm reading Doom. I'm in the second Doom. Second one's not as good as the first one. Where Paul can see all the futures, but he doesn't know which one's the real one. There's a couple futures I see that are possible, but maybe not likely. One of those futures, in theory, is you can have Tom Brady hit an absolute wall this year and be awful. He could be. I don't think it'll happen, but age could catch up with him. And theoretically, in the same season, Trey Lance could emerge as a star. What do you and I do as an apology 
as a mea culpa if this year Trey Lance is better than Tom Brady, something we have made fun of Tom about a lot. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we can draw our, our own predictions for this season. So. But I, I just, I don't think those two things will happen. If they do, we'll figure it out then. But they, it seems so unlikely of like a dual scenario that I don't even want to think about having to apologize to D-Cell yet. I have a question for, for Bogus, but I need you to do the right draw for him. Drawer. Can you just give me one more, Tom? Drawing. Okay. Buy or sell, Bogus. It reminds you of the character from The Princess Bride. Wob is what brings <laughs> us together today. Mowage. Bye. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm and glad can I can we, make you guys laugh. Can we get a buy? Is that Billy Crystal in there? Is that who that bye. is? I think it, he's the little elf gnome guy that brings him back to life. Is he also? Oh, maybe he's not the priest. Let me stand by. Way on. Do question number two. Drawing possible. <laughs> Everything you guys are talking about is going above my head. Oh my goodness! You haven't seen The Princess Bride? Uh, no. You would love it. It's actually a great child-friendly film too. When when your son is. Movie age. Oh, it's a great like date movie too. You yeah. throw that on, order some nice dinner for your wife, the yeah. kids asleep, sit down on the couch, laugh, cuddle. Away we call you that go. the Olivia Munn. We call that <laughs> baby number two. <laughs> There's no transition I could do that would get us from that to sticking in the NFL. The old baby number two. <laughs> After catching just one touchdown pass last season with the Titans. 33-year-old wide receiver Julio Jones has signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Tampa Bay's wide receiver room already includes Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but remember, Godwin tore his ACL Week 15 last season. Buy or sell, Julio Jones will be productive this year in Tampa Bay. Man, either you guys feeling really confident he's going to be able to... What's productive? 500 yards and five touchdowns? Which he did not reach either of those numbers no, last season. He did not. What's the threshold for productivity, you think, for him? I'm going to say 600 yards. Uh, five touchdowns sounds good. I'm sorry. I'm running up on Princess Bride. It's not Billy Crystal. Who was it? The priest. I don't. I can't find his name, but it's not. Uh, Peter Cook, possibly? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but he was cooking. But it's not... Billy Crystal. So what's I'll, your question, sweetheart? Uh, buy or sell Julio Jones will be productive this uh, year in Tampa 600 Bay. 600 yards, five touchdowns <sighs> is what we're defining. That seems that I wouldn't call that productive for Julio Jones, but I think he can do those numbers. I mean, if he's better than Sammy Watkins was in Kansas City as a semi-target and semi-decoy, that's a success, right? I'll, I'll buy it. So, Bye. Sammy Watkins is hurt now, by the way. Yeah. Our colleague, Damon Mendelara, I think had the better thought on this. I don't know about the raw numbers, but I know that Julio Jones is going to be annoyingly good for the Buccaneers. Like, he's going to make a couple of plays that are the difference in a game. It might be a touchdown or our first down. So, maybe not huge numbers, but of course he's going to factor in, in a positive way to their success because he's around Tom Brady now. I don't think there's any way around it. Mike Evans, going to get his numbers. Chris Godwin, when he's fully healthy, going to get his numbers. What's interesting is no Gronk. Brady needs a safety blanket. 
Could a veteran like Julio Jones be that safety blanket to make the big plays that you're talking about? But he's got like three tight ends. They signed Kyle Rudolph. What's-his-name is still there. Cam Brate, right? And they like a kid they drafted in the spring, too. Those feel more safety blankets to me. Plus, what's his name? The Wes Welker-like guy. So Scotty Miller. He'll be effective if not. He's not gonna he's not gonna compile stats, but if you're rooting against the Buccaneers, he's probably gonna make you angry on a couple of occasions by making a big play. All right, let's stay with wide receivers here. We mentioned it earlier in the show a couple weeks ago. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson <laughs> felt he would pass Devontae Adams this season as the best receiver in the NFL. Well, as we also alluded to, Jefferson was at it again, telling the Pioneer Press in Minnesota. He thinks he can be the first wide receiver to reach 2,000 yards in a single season. Now, for reference, Calvin Johnson holds the record 1,964 yards back in 2012, while Cooper Cup flirted with the record this past season. He did get the benefit of the 17th game, 1,847 yards. That's right. Buy or sell that Justin Jefferson can even reach 1,800 yards this mm. season. That put him, what, fourth or fifth all-time? Yep, he'd be right there knocking on the door. I know I was on vacation for a couple days this week, and I'm off next week. Did I miss Kirk Cousins getting traded for a quarterback who's good in big moments? You uh, did not. No, no. No. Kirk Cousins is still the quarterback of the Vikings and therefore the person throwing to Justin Jefferson. Uh, you have that information correct. I will sell, sell. that he will get to 18 on the despite a very nice season. With Kirk Kissing Cousins. Can he become the best wide receiver with Kirk Cousins as his quarterback? No, I'll sell. I mean, I think part of the reason Cooper Cup got to where he got to sell. is because he had Matt Stafford throwing the football all of a sudden. And I don't know that I buy this, but who was it that made some news who said that Devontae Adams was going to have a come down here? Because Derek Carr was the guy. Uh, that was Brett Favre, who we discussed That's probably right. about a month ago on the show. Favre, yeah. He yeah. didn't think he would, you know, fall off a cliff, but across the board, he thought everything would go down. Can I just ask a quick question? The expression fall off a cliff. I knew I that's underst- where you were going. I regretted it as soon as I said it. I understand the expression. Do you think there was a time back in the day when people were really, like, exuberant, like, hunting, I guess, and just fell off cliffs? Like, that just seemed like a very specific, you know, it's not drowned in a river. You know, it's not got eaten by a tiger. Uh, Bogus, if you could look that up for us. Already am. Thank you. Fell off a cliff. Yeah, I would imagine it's got to be something like that. I mean, if you're a mountain person, if you're from the mountains, wouldn't you be a little leery of the cliffs? I blame myself for this. I knew I should not have used those words. I think it's a really interesting... I can't find the origin of it. I mean, it means... Its meaning is obvious, but I don't know where it specifically came from. Let's just be okay with the obvious. Oh, there's also a version that is in the Urban Dictionary, which means it's a little bit naughty, and it's a it's a very naughty. This is a family friendly show. Yeah, I don't so want to. Is read this it. like kid number three? Like, I where mean, are we? so okay, that's a good question. the The usage of fall off a cliff in this particular scenario could lead to a child. I see. But not if you actually fall off a cliff, obviously. Right. I don't want to know. <laughs> it actually, I mean, it's it's an amazing thing. It brings together two things we've discussed on this show. I, I wish 
there was a way for me to explain. I mean, there is, but I'm not going to do I it. I wish we were talking about drawings again. Like, I, I, I need to get <laughs> you know off what? this I'll topic. Draw the, I'll draw the definition for you. Would you like a drawing of this? Yes. If you drawing. Can give me, if you can give me a drawing, yes, I will take it. Uh, Disa, buy or sell your current comfort level? Sell. It's my own fault, too. It's my own fault. I can't use phrases on this show because you need to know exactly where they came from. If I, I just think it's interesting. If I began to describe this and how it connected, how it brought multiple loose ends of this show together. No, I will fall on the floor. This would be your last yeah, day. Yeah, don't do it. Please don't do it. Would they ever let us do an R-rated podcast? Uh, you can curse on a podcast and there's like a little explicit. A little post-show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that would life. require more time together, which is, that's a tough ask for me and D-Cell. My comfort level is continuing to fall off a cliff. I love it. You guys All right, Bogus, will you please text me whatever this is? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right, let's finish up with some soccer here. Soccer! Ooh, I'm is sure it? won't go any better You did for this me. yourself. I did this myself, yeah. as I think you'll, 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 you can tell via the question. Barcelona played Juventus to a 2-2 draw yesterday in a friendly in Dallas. Barcelona's next game is on Saturday against the New York Red Bulls. Buy or sell friendly soccer matches are the equivalent to preseason games. Uh, sell. I find them riveting. because Sell. I, don't, I think we need a little context of what happened in the match. Uh, I gave you a 2-2 draw. There were four goals. Two each. Yeah, there Who's, you go. Who scored for Barca? Uh, two different players, I hope. Christian Pulisic. It was actually a brace <laughs> by Mr. Dembele. I didn't see any video of it. I just got a drawing of you it. You couldn't watch the highlights? Just a drawing. Oh. When are they going to start allowing in America words to be strung together in, I don't know, like articles that describe sports actions? Of Great football. question. Soccer! Great question. Right now we have to settle for the drawings. Um, I'm going to buy... That they're, oh, I'm sorry, sell. Wait, what is the question? Buy or sell? Or sell. I think they're different, Whatever, whichever way you went. Bogus, are you as in, I'm into them. Some of this is because Barcelona has a whole bunch of new players, and there's actual competition for spots, and so these matches somewhat, and they're also making Frankie de Young play center back just to force him out. Have you followed this saga at all? I have not. So, uh, they want Frankie to leave to Man U or Chelsea to make a bunch of, to clear a bunch of space to register new players because Barcelona's broke, even though they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on on new new reinforcements and they're making Frankie de Jong who's soccer for you Cell is one of the best midfielders in the world he has not started a single match there's been three and he's played center back in every one of them and he's been told we really like you and we think you'd be great at center back which is kind of like making I don't know what's the what's the comparison the quarterback play wide receiver I don't know it's not great the holder yeah you will now hold you will now be the holder is that it? Oh, I think that was more than plenty for today's edition of Buy or Sell. It has drawn to a conclusion? Yeah, it fell off a cliff. <laughs> I want to know where that expression comes from. All right. Well, um, that was fun. And Bogus got a little edgy. Like, I, I don't even know what the... Are you going to text me? I, I'm, now I'm curious. I don't need to text you. Just go to UrbanDictionary.com and search fall off a cliff. I don't want to. I want you to bring me the info, like nah. like friend, like best friends. Let's start a podcast and do one right after the show. Bogey and Bill. No, no, no. Writer, still writer than you. Bogey and Bill. I'm not going first. Am I left out of this one again? No, you're on it. You're oh, just, okay. Just not credited. 
above it, it says decel time. It's just like yes. above it. Yeah. Bill like and Bogey's decel time. <laughs> let's talk Kyler Murray. This has been fun. But let's talk Kyler Murray after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder hanging out. D-Cell Tom, we, we talked earlier in the show about how I think that the National Football League is getting more difficult, a more difficult place to, to play and succeed for quarterbacks, in part because of the massive pressure that I think is going to accompany the contracts and the power and the control that they have. QBs have always been important. They've been vastly important for many, many years, this century really. But I think the amount of guaranteed money you're seeing and what that does to, to cap space and, and the, the lack of a margin for air if your quarterback doesn't play well, I think is going to be a significant driver of massive scrutiny in individual markets and, and nationally. You're Kyler Murray and things don't go well. The Phoenix media are going to tear you apart. And these are the guys, by the way, that we have hope for. This is true, I think, for Carson Wentz. This is true for, for Tua Tungabailoa, who's unproven. I think Mac Jones is probably going to be a little more insulated because all those guys are scared of Bill Belichick, but there's still going to be pressure on him. But for guys like Kyler, who have gotten paid, and Lamar Jackson, who's going to get paid, and I think Mahomes can handle the pressure, but still Matthew Stafford coming off another, you know, a, a Super Bowl win, all these guys are going to be expected to be top quarterbacks in the NFL. They can't all be top quarterbacks, and I think that pressure expresses itself in different ways. It's also different when you're covered in a more aggressive way, in a more expectant way. Things like in the AFC West aren't a guarantee for success, even if you're a pretty good team. So for me, we'll play this clip here. This is Derek Carr talking to the media, addressing his nobody pays attention to us comments, snapping at the report at the end. I don't mean that he's wrong, 
But to me, it's a sign that there's real pressure mounting for that quarterback and that team. I just got to be more honest. I just got to start speaking my mind. And as I'm getting older, I just say what I want to say, you know. And so my real answer is the expectation, all that kind of stuff, who says that, honestly, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Whether they don't say anything or they say a lot, nobody cares. Hopefully they talk about us at the end. You know what I mean? Like, But right now, that crap don't matter. It doesn't matter, Derek. Why do you talk about it and why do you care? Thank you, Paul. It's so good to see you. Uh, <laughs> I say it because I'm a positive person, and I try and uh, – it is. And I try and encourage my teammates. There's a way that I say things to encourage my locker room to maybe put a chip on their shoulder. And sometimes I do it too much. And so I don't appreciate your tone either. You can pump that back a little bit. You can pump that back a little bit. Now, I don't have the con- – some reporters and, and, and some – Athletes get along, some don't. Sometimes a guy's written a critical thing and the guy's mad. For, right, it's human interactions. And I don't have all the context of, of that reporter. But to me, D-Cell, having been that guy asking those questions, having spent a lot of my life in those rooms interviewing guys and being around guys and, and then writing about guys who pretend they don't read anything and then read everything, which we all would, by the way. We all would. To me, that sounds like Derek Carr having a different level of scrutiny and pressure. If you go back to Derek Carr's career, right, he's been written off, sure, certain kind of motivation. But when people don't think you're going to succeed, it gives you something to prove. But it's also, it's a different kind of expectation than you got Devontae Adams, you got a new head coach, you're the leader of the team, you guys won a bunch of games last year, I don't care if the AFC West is loaded, you guys better be great. You guys better be great. And I'll be really curious how Derek Carr responds. I'm, 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 I'm agnostic, I'm uncertain, I don't know my level of confidence in Derek Carr dealing with the new reality. I think part of it for me, too, you mentioned a new head coach. I mean, let's be honest. John Gruden wasn't the most successful in his second tenure with the Raiders, but he was a big personality. He shielded a lot. He got those questions about expectations, not Derek Carr. John Gruden took a lot of that burden off his whole organization. So Derek Carr's the leader now. You're looking at a first-year head coach or, you know, trying to be a successful first-year head coach, and Josh McDaniels, everyone's looking at Derek Carr now. That is a great point. The way, the, the, the way in which Gruden was an umbrella for that organization in terms of all the grief and all the slack and all the attention, that's one thing that I probably need to give more credit to guys like Aaron Rodgers, even if he looks like Nicolas Cage and Con Air, as you, as you noted. And I love that you've seen that movie. And Aaron Rodgers, I think, loves the attention. I think he's, he's into the attention. But the ability as a quarterback to just take it, right, to, to absorb it and, and to be powered by it and to, to be the me guy and look at me, I, I want to be the center of attention, it puts people off. It also deflects a lot of criticism and a lot of difficulty. Again, having been a reporter in these locker rooms, when there's a star, there's some jealousy. But whenever a reporter talks to that star all the time, all the other guys have a lot more freedom not to have to worry about stupid questions or questions they think are stupid. That's it. That's the show. We're, we're done. I want to go further, but we're drawing to an end. Thank you to Tony Gwynn. Thank you to D-Cell. Thank you to Bogus. I'm Bill Ryder. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. See you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.